What's going on, everybody? This is Positive Anger with myself, Nick McIntosh. Whoa, 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 whoa. Thank you guys very much for listening. Please go to iTunes and subscribe to the podcast on on iTunes. Uh, rate, subscribe, review, all that sort of thing. You can check out the Patreon, patreon.com slash positive anger. Bunch of episodes up there with myself and Liz yelling about things. Last episode, got no, uh, you know, debate about, I posted about it today, but debate about women, there would be, ridiculous, there'd be more men who were into the idea of dating women who were murderers if more women murdered. Liz is under the impression that men don't want to date murder women because there's not enough murder women, and that women are held back in the, the climb up the murder ladder. And this all started because in my story, I put a poll, would would women specifically, would you rather date a 5'2 man who has not murdered or a 6'1 man who has definitely murdered? And that poll was 50-50. And then just for fun at the end, would you rather date a 5'2 man or murder a man because he's 5'2? 65% of women said, I'm, I'm, well, people, they'd rather murder a 5'2 man then date a 5-2 man. Either way, check out patreon.com slash positive anger, YouTube channel on positive anger, trying to put up more videos and stuff on there. And here we are. I am currently in Toronto. I am here to do some shows at the end of the month, which is is great because the last time I, you know, I had shows in August in indoors in Connecticut, in a, in a place where people don't necessarily believe in masks. Some do, some don't, whatever. And so after this, too, I mean, this might be the end because a lot of places aren't doing shows indoors. It's it's not, like, I'm in quarantine right now. When you go to Canada and there's a lot of people, you like, Americans can't go. But when you go to Canada from outside of Canada, you have to quarantine for two weeks and so that is currently what I'm doing. I am back in quarantine. And some people have not left quarantine. There are some people who have been quarantined since March. And to those people, I say, what are you doing? Get out there. Suck somebody. Get into a store. Staples isn't going to be here when this whole thing is done. Get a printer. Get out there and party really mean that but I mean there's some people that have been literally have not kind of left their house since March which is wild I was uh so anyways I'm quarantined right now doing some shows at the end of the month quarantine this is day three of quarantine again we're the re-quarantining and night one two I dipped an all-dressed chip which is a, a kind of chip in Canada they don't have them in the States. They got other kinds, whatever. All-dressed chip is a beautiful chip. I dipped an all-dressed chip into almond butter, back into quarantine, the re-quarantining, just ridiculous, doing things for no reason. I I got some of the, the Canadian government wheat that Justin Trudeau himself personally has to roll and, and send out. Now, you can get it unrolled you can just get a bag of weed that again Justin Trudeau himself has to weigh okay and send away 
but I wanted Justin Trudeau, the Prime Minister of Canada, to roll my weed. So I bought the pre-rolled weed, and he rolled it, and I thought, okay, so I'm just going to, a, a couple things before, I have a, I have a, some things I want to get into, but I thought for sure that the, the government of Canada weed would be pretty chill. Canada's chill. I assumed that the weed that came from the government would be chill. I mean, it's coming from Parliament Hill. It's rolled by a suit. I I, I just assumed it's going to be, you know, weed. It's going to be something like, like ah, you, you might get kind of high, but it's it's more just like, I don't, I don't know. I don't even know what I, I don't know what I thought. I thought it was just going to be a regular type of less than regular. I thought it was going to be government weed. Like, hey, yeah, we're the government and this is weed, but it's not weed, weed. It's tobacco. It's extra tobacco. It, it'll just get you dizzy. I smoked the government rolled by Prime Minister Trudeau weed, and I texted a friend, and I said, buddy, I am high as a cocksucker right now. I couldn't, I don't really smoke weed, literally maybe twice a year, but I figure if I'm back in the re-quarantining, I haven't been in Canada in one year. Let me get the Justin Trudeau pre-rolled joint weed that he's got to weigh and ship away. And I smoked this and texted a friend that I was high as a cop. I couldn't believe it. I'm like, wow, this is this this is for real. And maybe it's not to people who smoke all the time, but even to somebody who does not, this is much stronger than I thought it was going to be. I thought it was going to just be a regular type of, oh, we're Canada, salute the flag. If you score a hat trick during a game seven playoff run, you just, you know, thanks dad, and you move on. It's it's all, it's humble and calm, and it's Canada, for God's sake. It's Canada. That weed so far, I, I can't even, I don't even know, I have more, and I'm like, do I even need to, do I, I'm going to smoke it again. I mean, it's, Weed rolled by the Prime Minister of Canada, for Christ's sake. I'm not a, I'm not a monster, but now I got to be much more. Now I know what it is, and now I know that it's strong. Either way, day three of quarantine. So right now, quarantining shows at the end of the month. It's gonna be good. On the way here, um, planes have been, from what I've been told, flying in and around the world. Planes are not full. They're not full. They don't have, like, they're not putting anybody in the middle seats. And they're not fully full planes. I flew Air Canada, which is the opposite of the Canadian weed. Canadian weed, strong, proud. It, it, it was it, it, way higher than I thought. Air Canada is whatever the opposite of weed is, like a, a calm chill experience, fun, whatever the opposite of the Canadian weed is, that's what Air Canada is, harsh, sharp, just kick to the bag, no fun, no smiling, the night before, and I just assumed, I booked this flight a while ago, I had to, I mean, I had to book it pretty quick, I was asked to come here on the 8th, 7th or 8th, and they were like, well, you have to come on the 12th, the shows are on the 28th, but you have to come on the 12th, so you can quarantine for two weeks, and then do the shows, Great. So I got to book this thing pretty quick. I I book the 
flight, assuming that it's not going to be packed, the night before that I fly, Air Canada, in its sharp, harsh, unfun, the opposite of getting high, like a, one of the one of the scenes from Saw, where somebody's in a room and there's a bucket on their head and a chain wrapped around their neck, and somebody just comes on and is like, if you don't show us your boarding pass four times, we'll rip your face right off. And you go, ah, ah, you don't, you don't even, you can't even believe you woke up in this situation. Air Canada emailed me and said, hey, just to let you know, your flight is fairly full. Fairly full. Now, I know what that means. That means to the dick full. That means every single part of this plane will be full. And... They said, hey, if you want to get out of it, blah, blah, blah. Well, we can't guarantee that it's not going to be full the, the next time. I can't get out of it. Not that I, I can't get out of it. I have to be here at a certain time to quarantine to be able to do the shows. So go to the airport. Get to the airport. Full, full. To the, the, they said before we got on the planes, guys, we might not even be able to put your bags on this plane. That's how full it is. There's going to be people stashed in the overhead compartment. There's nothing we can do about that. I hope you don't want to fly with anything because we're throwing it away. That's how full this flight is. Take your shit and throw it away. Fuck you. Are you high right now? Great. Wake up. This is the opposite of weed. This is saw. I'm going to chain your leg to a wall. There's going to be a saw just a little bit in front of you. And to get on this plane, you have to reach out and saw through your own bone because we don't have enough room for all of the feet of all of the people that are booked on this flight, full, full. So walking up, and I, I said to the, again, I have to go. I, I mean, I guess I don't have to go. I could say, ah, you know, fuck it. But I technically I have to go. Said to the woman as we're checking in, I said, is this, uh, I said, if I emailed somebody, does anybody care? She goes, what do you mean? I go, does anybody answer emails for this place? Like, if I emailed somebody and go, how do you, during a pandemic, pack your flight more than, than pre-pandemic? Does anybody care? Will anybody answer that email? And she said, well, we can do this because there's no middle seat. We're, we're allowed to do it. You go, okay. So it's pack-packed, but there's no middle seats. So it's technically not pack-packed. All right, get onto the plane. There is no middle seat. It doesn't exist. It's not there. So on a on a most planes, there's three seats to a side: the window seat, the aisle seat, and then the old coronavirus COVID nineteen right in the middle doesn't have an armrest seat. The seat where you don't control the window, you don't control the aisle, you control nothing. You sit there and you look at a screen and you think about the mistakes you've made in your life to put yourself in this situation. That's what that seat is. It's basically what people used to do in the 90s. Get in the corner and think about what you did. That's that seat. That's the corner. Think about what happened to put you here seat, even if it is. You're flying with somebody you know when they're on either side of you. They're on the aisle. They're on the window. You're still in the middle. What the fuck did you do to that person to put you in the middle? Did you wrong them somehow? Did you did you kick that? What happened to put you in the think about your entire life seat while people around you have control of things? You own nothing. Zero. 
You barely even control the little pocket in front of the seat because the person, whatever. So there's no middle seat. So there's two seats to each side. Packed. Each seat packed. A dick every 18 inches. Packed. And I said to the one of the people working there, I go, there's no, you just, there's no, there is no middle seat. You did not fill a middle seat. There is no middle seat. And they said, well, yes. But as long as there's no middle seat with people in it, we can, this can happen. So you, fucking English. So, so solely because, hey, we don't put people in the middle seat. Where's the fine print that says, but there is no fucking middle seat? You fox. English language. What a goddamn party. Do what you want with it. Bend it in any way that fits you perfectly. Hi. It's a pandemic. People could die. We can't put people in a middle seat. Well, we won't. How? We don't have a fucking middle seat. And then a bunch of people in a boardroom laughed and laughed and sucked on caviar and then called their kids and told them to go fuck themselves because they just figured out a way to continue to make a ton of money while people get fucking sick. Unfucking reasonable. And there's, again, what, who are you going to, hey, hi. Hi, Air Canada, the people that never cared about anybody for years and years. Hi, I just had a thought. Maybe not fill your fucking plane all the way to the goddamn fucking tits during a fucking pandemic and then lie to people. Well, we don't have people in the middle seats. Oh, there's no middle seats. <laughs> there's no middle seats. As we take off and you sit there smoking a cigar, laughing to yourself, buying another fucking cottage in Gananoque, or who know who knows where the fuck you live you might not you, you might not you might not have anything to do with Canada I don't know who the fuck Canada every couple of years sells every single fucking thing Canadian Tim Hortons has nothing to do with this fucking place anymore just for laughs sold at one point a, a few years ago 51 percent to, to to an American company who the fuck knows who owns Air Canada Air Canada by fucking America. Air Canada by goddamn China. I don't know. Who the fuck knows? Either way, no middle seats. You don't have to worry about people sitting in the middle seat because there are no middle seats. You are the middle seat. Here's the middle seat. Corona. Look to your left. There's the virus. Now suck your own dick and shut the fuck up. Unbelievable. Anyways, fine flight. Other than that, um, I flew here with a friend. Uh, which was a good time. Haven't been on a plane in six months. And I mean, up to this point, that's a lot of my life. In and out of airports, on and off of planes, going to different places. So this is the first time I've been able to do that in a long time. And that aspect of it was fun. Oh, I'm in the airport. Oh, I'm going somewhere to do shows. All of these things that I'm used to doing. This is a fun time. But then you're sitting there and I'm saying to my friend, I go, dude, there's no middle seat. And I'm trying to get other people on board with my insanity. I'm basically, what I'm doing currently is what I was doing on the flight. No microphone, talking to my friend going, dude, but there is no middle seat. They, they, they just, they, they bent language and lied to everybody. And I'm looking around like, is anybody, can somebody get on board with me? Somebody. I just need somebody to go, yes, we fucked you. And then I would go, thank you. That's it. That's all that I need just I just need acknowledgement that I'm being pounded in the ass what the fuck is wrong with that why in the fuck does it happen well sir well we're allowed because there is no middle seat and they said don't fill the middle seat and we don't have a middle seat yeah but just tell me that you know 
you know that I know that you know that you fucked everyone on this flight. Why is that so hard to do? I'm already in the seat. What am I going to jump off the fuck? I'm already here. I'm sitting down. I'm buckled up. I bought a ticket. I'm flying. Could you please just look me in the face and say, sir, we are fucking you in the ass. Do you want a mask? And I would go, no, I got one. Thank you. Thank you. Because the other way is insulting to every single person on board, but somehow because, oh, customer service, you don't want to be rude. You want to call, I fucking, the, okay, this will lead into what the hell I wanted to talk about here, but uh, I've said so many times that I don't like robots. I'm not a fan of robots. I'll never have a goddamn Alexa. I'll never have a fucking Echo. I won't even, I, I swear to you, I won't even get a smart TV. I won't do it. I don't give a fuck. I don't want to stand in my house and say, TV on, play fucking Matlock so that this cocksucker can listen to the fucking things that are going on in my house. There's already too many fucking things listening. Anyway, this is one of those fucking things. Anyways, there are too many robots on their way. Already here, I don't want, I don't want to add more robot to my already robot-decided life, okay? But when you talk to customer service, you are already, we are already talking to robots. Now, eventually, those people will be absolutely ripped in half by a machine. The machine will drink their blood, call their families, and use their voice to let them know, oh, I'm going to be late. And then later, oh, yeah, I fell in love with another person and moved the fuck away. Knowing full well that person doesn't exist anymore. This machine ate them, drank their blood, moved on. But we're already talking to these. When you talk, when you, okay, again, if I say to somebody on Air Canada, hey, you, look, there is no middle seat. There's none. You, you took, you just, there is no middle seat. And they go, well, sir, we're allowed to do this because technically all you're supposed to do is not have anybody in a middle seat. And if you look around, we don't have a middle seat. Stop being a robot. Talk to me like a human person for Christ's sake. Don't. Well, they put on a nice face. I called to set up my... I'm a goddamn loser who years ago got a, a, a stupid number in the States and then one here in Canada. So when I fly back and forth, and I could change this and I should, but since I'm doing it for so long, I don't even really think about it, I, put, I change my SIM cards when I go back and forth to the countries. It's a real hobo 14-year-old fucking... Like I'm standing behind a goddamn school in a in a in a playground waiting to sell weed type of fucking way to do things but this is currently how i'm living okay so i get off the the plane the no middle seat fucking super plane and i i have to go get a a, a new sim card because i lost my old whatever lost my old number during a goddamn pandemic since i wasn't using it blah 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 so i get off the fucking plane there's a there's a kiosk right there by the goddamn SIM card to get the number. Got a new number. Cool. I have to call about something at some point in time. I call. Hi, welcome to fucking... How can I help? Uh, hey, all I need is... Can you tell... Oh, this is what it was. I was ordering fucking... Okay, this all will lead into what the hell I wanted to talk about. I'm ordering because I'm in quarantine. I can't go anywhere. Can't go into a store. Can't do anything. I'm ordering groceries through Instacart. Another fucking robot. Sucks dislike it. I don't know if you've ever ordered groceries online. It sucks. 
It just sucks. It takes away all the ability to like, oh, maybe I'll come across something. Just walking around a store looking at shit, dead. Maybe I'll see a fucking hot person, gone. Just on a website, looking at a screen being like, what do I, what do I even eat? What do I, onion. I'll get an onion. Cool. Milk. I now have milk. Well, I'll go over to this screen now. Here, a banana. I mean, it fucking sucks. Horrible to order groceries online. I have to do it right now. Just what it is. So I have to call. I call them to let them know that I have a new number. And can this person text the number? She goes, I, I am able... I am able, what, the, what was the, I want to get the exact sentence, but I won't remember exactly what it was, but I almost dropped my phone. Hi, I called and I said, hi, can I give you this new number to tell the person who's delivering my groceries to text this number when they're here because there is no buzzer in the Airbnb that I'm in and I'll come down and meet them. Okay, sir, I am able to do that. Whatever the fucking sentence was, was so non-inhuman. In I could have been talking to a machine. I could have been talking to a fucking toaster with arms. Who the fuck knows? But it's weird fucking, well, you, you want to make sure the customer, who the fuck wants to be fucking talked to like that? Nobody. Hey, man, can I use your bathroom? Why, yes, you can. It is, it is currently up on the second floor, and if there's anything else I can help you with, shut the fuck up. What the fuck are you talking about? Talk like a fucking person. Here in corporate world, the people that never talk to people tell people how to talk to people. People that fucking sit in a goddamn boardroom getting sucked tell people how to talk to people when they never talk to fucking people. I'll tell you how people like to be talked to. Where are you right now? Um, a yacht by myself. Just me and a Russian model I ordered through a fucking box. I'm going to tell you how people want to be talked to. Either way, fuck. Robots all over the goddamn place. Ordering groceries online is horrible. Now, this does technically lead into what I wanted to talk about. I don't know if anybody has seen documentary on Netflix called The Social Dilemma. Basically, people who made apps are interviewed on there talking about how awful social media is for all of us and the, the bad that it has caused, the bad that it will continue to cause, and that not only should we be using it much less, probably not at all. And just made me think that, like, okay, so again, all the things that I sort of was even just talking about now, calling up customer services, ordering fucking groceries on fucking line. I want to know, anybody that does this consistently, I want to know the time you've saved and what you do with that fucking time because I guarantee you sit there and you put your fucking bag in butter. You sit there and you your fucking dick is stirring chocolate sauce while you just watch bullshit, fucking Love Island, Cocksucker Cave, whatever the fucking fuck you're doing, the, the time you've saved was thrown into the goddamn garbage when you could at least been walking around a store, maybe buying something you didn't know you were going to buy, and seeing a fucking big ass. Anyways, makes me think that it's so funny 
let's say 80s, 90s, and b- before, whatever the hell. 80s and 90s for sure. Jocks ran things. Jocks ran the world. And dorks had a real problem with it. Because jocks, when jocks ran the world, you had to be a certain height. You had to fuck. You had to be fucking. If you weren't fucking, you're a loser. So you, you had to be fucking. You had to fuck or you're a loser. And if you can't do this, that, if you can't dunk, if you can't hit a ball, if you can't do that, if you're a little dork with glasses and you liked homework, we're going to stuff you into a locker or smash your dumb little face off a fucking wall or, you know, make fun of every single thing that you do. We're jocks. We run things. People hated it. Nerds hated it. Dorks. And I'm not, I'm not a jock. Not really a dork. I guess it'd be probably more dork than jock, but at one point, these are, these are truly still the only superpowers, and only because one transferred power to the other. But when jocks ran the world, and nerds were mad because they, they couldn't jump, couldn't fuck, slouched over, goddamn broken fucking backs, holding a Texas Instruments calculator, writing fucking boobies into it, dorks mad that they couldn't do what jocks were doing and jocks were the ones roaming the earth running it all pretending to fuck every fucking cheerleader probably doing it but also you know maybe beat off their goddamn friend on a team but it wasn't gay because they're both fucking whatever the hell okay when these people ran shit nerds were pissed okay but when jocks ran the world when jocks were in control, you solely just got made fun of if you were not fucking, if you weren't good at fucking sports or whatever. Or maybe you're just made fun of because you allowed people to make fun of you, okay? I mean, I, honestly, maybe you're beat up because some psycho couldn't control their fucking football rage. Now that that has shifted, jocks no longer run this world, Okay. The power has gone to the nerds, the dorks, and now that dorks run the world, okay, not only, so when jocks ran the world, you had to be sort of, I mean, you didn't have to be, but people were in fear of jocks, right? When jocks were around, certain people were like, oh, fuck, they're going to make fun of me for this, they're going to say this, and they might, they might very well have. Now that dorks run the world, you, we're all... Every time you go on your fucking phone, you can find a reason to fucking hate yourself. When you could get away from jocks. When jocks ran everything, you could be away from jocks. Now that nerds and dorks, and I'm just using these fucking terms because it's easiest to do. Now that nerds and dorks run everything, you can't escape any fucking thing. Not a fucking thing. In your own house, Alexa listens to you because a fucking dork couldn't deal with a fucking jock. If jocks still ran the world, it would be, and and these aren't the only, these are the only two types that have run the world in the last fucking 30 fucking years, 40 years. It is a better world than when dorks are running it because when jocks ran it they hated you when dorks run it you fucking hate yourself forever 
and ever, and it's in fucking escapable. Every app you go on to is a bag of fucking shit. They're all fucking garbage. Nothing but complete criminal behavior on everything. That now that dorks run the whole goddamn world, this shit becomes okay. You know, just, just shit. Just fucking shit. Hell. I have, for a while anyway, have been thinking about at least scaling back on how much time I look at apps and shit. Because I go, what? this doesn't help. I remember, uh, you know, lucky enough to be one of the people who lived here pre all of it. Just walking the earth. Every once in a while, somebody would give you a KFC and you're like, wow, this is a good day. Just, you get bored you, you just, you just, just, I remember this time. The last little while, get up in the morning, and people, um, many people probably do this. I personally get up in the morning, right? Instantly look at my phone to see whatever. I got texts from people, or I go right to fucking, I'll, I'll open Instagram, right? To see if anybody fucking commented on a thing, said a thing, whatever. And instantly I'll see some something. It could be, hey, this person's an absolute hero, right? Picture somebody getting fucking blown by everybody. They're in a new this. They're in a new that. They got this. They have this thing. They're fucking hot and they're banging hot ass. Look at them. That's the first thing I'll look at in the morning. Now, how the fuck is that good for my mental state? And then get a coffee. And before I like try to do any kind of work or anything, I'll probably go to YouTube for a fucking half hour while I drink a coffee watching what? What the fuck? What? What the fuck am I fucking watching? Shit, garbage, doesn't fucking matter. So in the last little while, anyway, I've been like, man, I really gotta, I really have to, because, okay, here's what happens to me personally. I'll get up, look at a thing, okay? Let's say I open Instagram and instantly see whatever, man, some fucking, uh, I, 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 I don't know. Let's just say I don't follow any of these women anymore for this reason. But let's say I open it up following some goddamn hot woman who all she does is post fucking pictures of her goddamn ass and tits. Bunch of fucking filters on it. All this kind of shit. Fucking caption underneath. Oh, God. When the moon hits your eye like a fuck. Whatever. Garbage. I'll look at that and instantly go, ah, I'm not with her. Should be, right? Maybe, kinda. She's living a great life, whatever. Like to fuck this lady, not. Instantly already in a fucking deficit of shit. Or if I see something that's like, hey, just just fucking made a million dollars, there's part of you that goes, oh, fuck, I don't have a million dollars. And now, okay, so I'm already doing that before getting a coffee and then going to fucking YouTube and watching whatever the fuck over there. Garbage, shit. Before I have gotten up and thought my own thoughts before I've had real fucking thoughts from my own fucking brain I've already had dumb thoughts from shit apps that I bear I don't like being on I don't like going on them and I don't I'm sure there's people that do I, I guess sometimes I do but not really I just do it because I do it I do it because dorks took over the fucking world and instead of being able, you got to dunk a ball to be cool, now you have to fucking post and share and like for the rest of time to, to be deemed a fucking human person, to be looked at as a goddamn 
member of society. And it's shit. Anyways, so even in the last couple of weeks, I'm like, I have to fucking change this because I remember a time when I would wake up and think thoughts. I'd have thoughts about jokes, life, whatever the fuck. And then I'm instantly looking at a thing and getting angry. Whatever. Go on Twitter and somebody's like, can you believe this person fucking said blah, blah, blah. And then in my head, I make an opinion on that. And I go, why? I don't give a fuck about it. I don't care. I don't care. I, I truly, like, I don't care. If you really stood back and look at it, if you didn't open the fucking thing, do you fucking care? If you didn't open the fucking app that told you about the person that said a thing that you're supposed to fucking care about, would you fucking care? Would you wake up in the middle of the night and, and, and just think to yourself, fuck, I wonder what this celebrity's thoughts are on this. I need to email their fucking fan club and figure it out. No. Don't give half a fucking dick. And I have personally been noticing that it messes with my own fucking everything. More so that, like, I go, okay, I'm not writing as much as I used to. Why? Because I fucking hate myself. Why? Because I look at these fucking things and judge myself based on all these other goddamn everything. I'm, 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 I'm pitting myself against every human being on this fucking earth. Every cocksucking fucking moment of the fucking day. How the fuck am I supposed to get anything done doing that? And who the fuck did this? Dorks! So personally, I'm like, I have to I have to stop, you know, looking at these fucking things anyway. So since I got here, my the first hour of my day, I don't I have not been looking at my phone at all. It's been great. So instead of looking at my phone for the first fucking hour or YouTube or whatever, I've been writing. And personally, these are the things that that's what I want to do. This is what I do with my life. I write down ideas and I fucking say them to people. It's just so crazy, like, first of all, if you, if you haven't watched a documentary, watch it. I think it's really good, personally. I, but uh, for me, there, there'll be some people that say, you know, okay, social media is not a problem. That's fine. You're allowed to have that opinion. For me, when I watch this, and to see that, to see that the, the levels that, and you already kind of know these things anyway, but the, the, to see the levels that companies go to fuck us over, that's the part that bothers me. It's not necessarily that I go on there and judge myself based on a thing and then hate myself. That, that's, 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 that sucks, but that's a different type of thing. When a fucking, it's, it's, it's no different to me than when, you know, if anybody was going to say that like fast food is good for you, you know it isn't. And it's the same type of deal. This is KFC. You see a KFC commercial, shiny, nice, fucking teenagers on skateboards, no acne, loving their lives, laughing, doing fucking 900s, and then they're eating a goddamn flaming hot Cheetos chicken sandwich, beautifully made. You get that fucking thing, you, you, your whole, there's, you couldn't do, you couldn't do a 90 on a fucking vert on a skateboard without your face is going to explode after eating one of these cocksucking things, but they fucked you into believing that it was a good goddamn deal because it was shiny and it beeps and all that kind of shit. And that's the same type of deal. And it makes me mad personally that these fucking companies fucked us so fucking hard. So now for me anyway, it's easy for me not to look at these apps out of fucking spite. This, I, I really sort of do well operating on spite. But out of spite, you fish-headed fucking 
piece of shit Zuckerberg. I don't I'm I won't go on it. I will I will do my best to stay off of these fucking things as much as I possibly can, or at least just go on with a fucking purpose and not scroll through it and try to say a word that you change into another word because you want people to talk in a certain way, you hoodie wearing fuck. Any of these things, just fucking god damn it. But for me personally, it helps to just go cocksuckers. Just somebody sitting in a fucking room using their dork fucking powers to control the universe. Fuck you. Even if it is just an hour at the beginning of my day, I will do something else with that fucking hour other than giving some goddamn dork. And, you know, same with when jocks ran the fucking world. But now that when now that dorks run the goddamn world, I don't know that anybody could say this is not worse. And people could go, well, you know, a bunch of people can get together and fight the fucking... I mean... I no no there were fucking protests and marches for years and years before there was even goddamn cell phones let alone dorks running things and and it, it. <sighs> me and me and Liz used to laugh about this all the time because the only reason I ever got a smartphone personally was when I first moved to New York I wanted the maps because I'm like, I'm going to get fucking lost in this city. That's the only reason. Before that, I had a flip phone. When I was living in Toronto, people made fun of me all the time. They were like, man, you, you, don't, you can't even use both of your thumbs to text. You're on T9. I don't give a fuck. I'm sending texts. I'm, I'm, I'm fine with this. And I will use my computer to do other things. I don't want my phone to do everything. I had an iPod up until it fucking blew up. Because I didn't want to put songs on my phone, have apps on my phone, and now my phone is every single thing. I don't want that. That's why I didn't want Venmo. That's why I don't really do any kind of banking through my phone. And I understand that on a computer is different thing, but it's like, if I, so what the fuck is my computer for then? Literally just porn that I don't even really, I try hard not to fucking watch as well because that's another thing that melts your fucking brain. Anyways, we used to laugh about this because... When it first started to um, become like a big deal, when every single person started getting a smartphone, we look around and you just go, look at this. There's people in a bar not talking to each other at all, just scrolling through shit. And we would laugh and make fun of these people because we're like, that's disgusting. It's just a shit way to live. When friends used to come to my house, I would say to them, because they'd instantly walk in the door, sit in my couch, just start looking at their phone. I'd be like, are we hanging out or are we not hanging out? What the fuck are we doing? I'm like, oh, I'm just looking at this fucking... And then you look at it, and it's a goddamn... Whatever, man, a cat riding a football or a fucking bike singing a song. It all just garbage bullshit. And I tried hard to fight it in the small ways that I could. Then one day, though, you just wake up and you go, oh, yeah, I'm, I'm exactly that person that I didn't want to fucking be because this stuff took over so goddamn much that now this is what I do. Wake up in the morning, look at Instagram, right away and hate myself for even half of a second. If in the first minute of my day, I'm hating myself based on an outside thing, that's I don't want to do that. There's many reasons I can find to hate myself. Many. I think we can all, everybody on this earth has many reasons they can fucking hate themselves. Without scrolling on onto a dork's fucking dream, Oh, look at this. God, great. I get to see every human being on this earth and how good they're doing and how hot they are and how oh, this helps me out. This is why I guarantee you pioneers were so much happier than all of us. 
fucking pioneer would have to walk six miles to see if the, the his neighbor's wife was hotter than his. And by the time he got there, he was just happy that he didn't die of fucking dysentery or that a, 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 his ox didn't fucking pass out from sunstroke or that his fucking plow worked. Give a shit? I walked 60 blocks. Wow. You have knives and I don't? I don't give a fuck. Who gives a fuck? I almost died. 60 blocks. I meant to say 60 miles. I think people understood that. But, oh, wow, he has pants with more tweed? Tweedier pants? This is a fuck. I didn't die today. Anyways, I think it's a good documentary. I think it's worth watching. And personally for me, it helps me out of spite. And I understand that the people in the in the documentary are being like, hey, we made a thing. We didn't really think any of these certain things through, and now it's fucking us all, and we all got to pull back. Appreciate it. Nice. And the one guy, man, is fucking uh, worked at Google, and he seems to be the one that's like the leader of the whole deal. Tristan. If you name your child Tristan, you want your child to destroy the earth. It, my name is Tristan. How do you spell it? Oh, it's like Tristan. So it looks like Tristan, but it's pronounced Tristan. Yes. My mom wants me to be a fucking count who absolutely oversees the, the world. I am going to be a small lord. My name is written this way, but it's pronounced in the I will destroy the earth way. Either way, the man does seem as if um, he gives a fuck and is worried about these things. I mean, I've been yelling about robots for too goddamn long, and this this is obviously a different thing, but even this is... I talked about this on a Patreon episode with Liz a couple weeks ago. When you... And they, they talk about this in the documentary. If you... Li- and I hate these fucking terms, but these are the fucking terms. Left and right. If you look at what the left says and what the right says, they're both saying the exact same things about each other. They are. That side hates people and is ruining the fucking world what side said that both so when you look at it you go well what this didn't make any fucking sense how the fucking both sides be saying the same fucking thing about the other fucking side how it's this shit (sighs) anyways the air canada super flight call to instacart watching this documentary made this episode and again on a small note for me personally and obviously anybody can do whatever they want there will be people who don't think that social media or looking at your phone uh, a lot is a problem completely fine to me i noticed personally over the last couple months i'm like man i'm destroying my own creativity doing this but i and i go i gotta figure something out and then you just kind of get back into a cycle of doing all this shit again because you're just addicted to shit. So, again, it's the same type of thing uh, when I was like, I got to stop fucking watching porn. And I did. Hard goddamn thing to do at first. I mean, my God, you can literally go on the internet and watch any single type of human being doing an oiled circus act with a fucking kitchen table. I mean, that's nuts. That's too fucking much. Again, some pioneer pounding his wife. It's like, fuck. I want to go see how other people do this. You got to walk nine miles across down a fucking creek 
to look into a window and see Jebediah sucking on his woman. When all of that is brought to your eyes, cannot be good. Same as all this other shit. But again, for me personally, waking up and not looking at anything for the first at least hour of my day has truly been helping my brain and making me feel like it's 1995. And I only mean in the way of waking up and not instantly jumping on to shit. Just being in the fucking world helps me think, helps me write, helps me be creative in the way that I do and am. And that's one of the only things that makes me fucking happy. Anyways. Um, all right, well, that's this episode. <sighs> if you have seen the documentary, I'd love to know people's thoughts on it. Um, please, I mean, if you have thoughts on this episode itself, please let me know what they are. Again, patreon.com slash positive anger. Please rate and subscribe to the podcast on iTunes. And even though all the things I was just yelling about, Twitter and Instagram at Nathan McIntosh. Thank you so much for listening. I greatly appreciate you. This is Positive Anger. Later.